One, two, three, four. That's it. Oh, it's backwards. Okay. Uh, this year is dedicated to Yehuda Leib ben Chaim Yosef, the Neshava Shev and Aliyah, his family, and they were Sakharov. Everybody knows that there's this problem in the first Pasuk in our parsha. Everybody knows that, and everybody's tried to figure it out, but it's something that remains unclear to me. The Pasuk says, Now that is a kind of a very simple, straightforward Pasuk, that Hashem spoke to Moshe, the only trouble is, of course, that that Pasuk is not written when Moshe or Bnei Yisrael were at Har Sinai. Where were they? Someplace else. Right? Now, as far as the desert experience of Am Yisrael is concerned, we remember three places. Right? There's Har Sinai, and there's Oel Moed, and there's Arvot Moav. These are the three places. Har Sinai, of course, is where they got the Torah. When Moshe Rabbeinu went up to Har Sinai, came down with the Aseret and Dibrot. Then they built the Mishkan and moved on. With the Mishkan, the tabernacle, they were in, that's Oel Moed. That's Oel Moed. So what, what happened at Oel Moed? Moshe Rabbeinu used to go into Oel Moed. The Kodesh Baruch would teach him the Torah or the next part of the Torah, then Moshe Rabbeinu would go and teach it to B'nai Yisrael. Arvot Mo'av, the last days of Moshe Rabbeinu's life, the last days, there was a lot of Torah that was taught during those last days. I only have to remind you of the parish of Kitetse, the parish of Kitetse, which is the parish that has more mitzvot in it than any other parish in the Torah more than Yitro and Mishpatim together. We should also have a lot of mitzvot. So let's go again. Har Sinai is where B'nai Yisrael received the Torah. What did they receive? I mean, as far as we know, uh, let's ignore what Moshe Rabbeinu learned. But what did B'nai Yisrael receive? They received the Aseret Dibro. In fact, they received the Aseret Dibro twice. At the first Aseret brought were broken, and the second Aseret brought were given. Then the Torah was continued and was given to B'nai Yisrael in Ohel Mo'ed. Right? Ohel Mo'ed is uh, the Mishkan. When they built the tabernacle, the Mishkan was the place that Moshe Rabbeinu learned the next section of the Torah. And then he came and he taught it to B'nai Yisrael and he did this for 38 years. Right, he did this for 38 years. 
I knew that there's a good reason for wearing a tie. Now I know what it is. The, the uh, 38, 38 years, 39 years, Moshe Rabbeinu taught the Torah piece by piece by piece, right? And then at Arvot Moav, the last stop before they went into Eretz Israel, Moshe Rabbeinu taught a lot of Torah, a lot of mitzvot. A lot of mitzvot were taught in the book of Dvarim, especially in the parashah of Kitetze. That's the summary. So now we know there's Harsinai, right? And then the second station is um, Oel Moed, and the third is, um, is Arvot Moab. So we say, when was the Torah given? So, I don't know what that an- the answer is, but when was the Torah given to Bnei Yisrael? Oh, a little bit at Har Sinai, and a lot at Olam Moed, right? The whole book of Ayikra, for example, all the mitzvot of the Mishkan and the Korbanot were given in Olam Moed. And then finally, Arvot Moav. So now here's a pasuk. At the end of the book of Ayikra, right? So where is it that, that the Torah is coming from? To Bnei Yisrael, it's coming from Oel Moed. Like the first big topic in the Parsha Bahar is the topic of Shemitah. Right? The topic of Shemitah. So that what happened? Moshe Rabbeinu went to the Oel Moed and HaKadosh Baruch Hu taught him the next Parsha, right? whatever he was supposed to teach Bnei Yisrael. And it happened to be Shemitah. And then he went down and he taught it to B'nai Yisrael. That's how it happened. But this pasuk that introduces the parsha of Shemitah, of Shemitah it says, So everybody will now agree, now that I made this little introduction, that B'nai Yisrael were not at Har Sinai. But they were someplace else. Where exactly doesn't matter. But surely they were not at Har Sinai. So how could the Pesach say Har Sinai? That's the question. That's the question. Okay? Now let's see how Rashi takes care of this problem. Rashi says, What does Shemitah have to do with Har Sinai? Because obviously, where were B'nai Yisrael? Someplace else. Someplace in the desert but not at Har Sinai. So Rashi takes a different tact. He says, all the mitzvot were given to Bnei Yisrael at Har Sinai. How were they all given to Bnei Yisrael at Har Sinai? I don't know. But let's say, it means that Moshe Rabbeinu, when he was on the, the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights, learned all the mitzvot of the Torah. He wasn't ready yet to teach all the mitzvot of the Torah, but they were all received at Har Sinai. So if they were all received at Har Sinai, according to this assumption, then why should the mitzvah of Shemitah be singled out with this introduction? And why would the Torah say, Bahar Sinai Lemo? Because it's a monoshach. Like, you know, either or. Either B'nai Yisrael really weren't at Har Sinai, and what difference does it make? Why should the Pesach say it? Or, all the mitzvot were taught to B'nai Yisrael at Har Sinai, so why should Shemitah be, be singled out? I mean, not taught uh, literally, but in theory they were taught. 
Elamat. Answer. This is the answer of the of the Medrash. Elamat. Shmita in other words we're not to what's the Pasuk tell us that that the following information about Shemitah which is taught to B'nai Yisrael by Moshe Rabbeinu at a later time was really all given to Moshe Rabbeinu at Har Sinai Again, you see the words Mashmitayom Neemru Klaloteo Pratoteo Vedictukehem Misinai Avkulam Neemru Klalotehem Vedictukehem Misinai. Now, what might you have said? What might you have said that when Moshe Rabbeinu was in Har Sinai, what did he learn about Shemitah? Just the general idea. Every seven years, you have to you have to rest. You have to let your land lie fallow. Right, that's what, that's what you might say. But then, later on, in the parish of Bahar, in the parish of Bahar, there were details. All the details of Shemitah came up, so you could say, oh, Har Sinai, they learned the general rules of Shemitah. And now they were learning the particular rules of, of Shemitah. He says, no. He says, just like, so this is what the Pasuk is teaching us, just like Shemitah was taught entirely to Moshe Rabbeinu at Har Sinai, so too, That's what it says in the Midrash, in Torah Kohanim, and that's what Rashi quotes, that the point of the Pasuk is to tell us that everything came from Sinai. Everything comes from Sinai. Rashi continues and says, this is the way I understand it. This is what the Medrash means. Remember Arvot Moav? I told you about, uh, so this, right? There's Har Sinai, there's Ol Moed, there's Arvot Moav. So Rashi gets, where does he get this from? He says, he says, since Shemitat Karkaot are not repeated, like a lot of things in the book of Devarim are repeated, like there are some things, not things that are, are already known to us. Shemitat Karkaot Shenishnet Ba'arvot Mo'av Mishneh Torah. The Shemitat Karkaot, the dinim of the Shemitah of the land is, are not repeated in, uh, in Dvarim, b'mishneh Torah, lamadnu sheklaloteu pratoteu, kulam nemru b'sinai. So from that somehow we derive that just like Shemitah, just like Shemitah was actually taught to Moshe Rabbeinu in Har Sinai, so to everything was taught to Moshe Rabbeinu in Har Sinai. Uvakatuv lamad kan, al kol dibush emidbar lemoshe shemisinai hayu kulam klaloteu v'tiktukeu v'chazu v'nishnu b'avot mo'ad. So like Rashi is, is, is telling us something. I mean, what is Rashi telling us? What is, it? is Rashi telling us something important or something that's not important? Rashi is telling us that, that, the, that the mitzvot of the Torah, right, the mitzvot of the Torah were taught to Moshe Rabbeinu at Har Sinai. And you should not think that they were taught to Moshe Rabbeinu partially at Har Sinai 
and partially in 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 Omoed, and partially in Avot Moab. You shouldn't think that. So I ask you, why why shouldn't you think that? And what difference does it make? What, what's what's the significant point about Torah? That Torah is Min Hashemayim, right? What does Min Hashemayim mean? It means somehow that God passed the Torah on to B'nai Yisrael. The intermediary for this activity, his name was Moshe Rabbeinu. So now, what difference does it make to me if Moshe Rabbeinu and Harsinai learned the general rules of Shemitah, and then later on he learned the details of Shemitah, since both the general rules and the details come from God, what difference does it make to me if he learned it all at Harsinai, or he learned a little bit of Harsinai, a little bit in Omoed, and a little bit of Avodmoab? What difference does it make? Ultimately, ultimately, when I look at the Torah, what does, it, what does the Torah say to me? It says, I was taught to B'nai Yisrael by a Kodesh Bovu. That's the idea. That's the idea. What difference does it make if I say, what does the Torah have to tell me this to make this Bilbul HaMoach that Rashi has to deal with somehow? Before we try to explain this, we have to look at the Ramban. If you look at the Ramban, the Ramban quotes Rashi. See, Lashon Yash, if you go down five lines, the last words on the fifth line are Lashon Rashi. In other words, he quotes Rashi. So we just learned Rashi, we don't have to go through that. But he himself, the Ramban says, How's that? So it's exciting. We're exciting. The Ramban says about Rashi. I mean, the Ramban had the highest regard for Rashi. But in those days, even if you had the highest regard for somebody, you could still disagree with him. Right? That was, that's what Talmud Torah was about. That's how Talmud Torah worked. So he says, I don't agree. He says, there are a lot of mitzvot that are not resumed. There's no resume about them in the book of Dvarim, as Rashi seems to imply. Uh, and, and it's not true that a lot of mitzvahs that were taught to us generally in the parishes of Yitro and Mishpatim and then details in Avot Moav so he doesn't understand and so what's wrong with saying What's wrong with saying that the general, that the general idea of the mitzvah was taught at Har Sinai, and then the details were, ta- were, were, were taught to us later on? I mean, ma, ma rabaze. What do you have to push everything back into Har Sinai? I mean, there's no indication at all that at Har Sinai all the Torah was taught. I mean, where, where does that come from? Then he goes on and says, Alabraita shnuya betarat kohanim. 
He says, now I'm going to explain to you the Brita that Rashi quotes. Hashnuya b'tarat kohanim perusha baruru shashmita nemru kolalotel nisinai dichtiv b'parashat ve'ela mishpatim v'ashviit tishmetena unitashta v'achlu evyone amecha. He says, there's a pasuk in mishpatim. Right, you remember mishpatim? It's the addendum to Yitro. Remember Yitro? Aseret Hadibrot. So that Mishpatim is part of the Torah that was given to B'nai Yisrael when they were at Har Sinai. So at Har Sinai there is a pasuk about Shemitah. Right? He says, And here the Khan. Where's Khan? In the parish of Bahar that we are learning, Chazar ve'Amar ki Bahar Sinai odnem rukol pratea shem kulam nizgiru b'parsha hazot. So he says, he says that that what the pasuk means is that all the details about Shemitah were also mentioned in Har Sinai at the same time that this general pasuk was written, right? Ubisofayyan. Sofayyan means at the end of the parasha of Bechukotai, right? You remember the two parashiyot left in, in Vayikra? Bar Bechukotai, the last posseg in Bechukotai, is this posseg that he's now going to quote. K'tiv, Eila mitzvot asher tziva Hashem et Moshe kol el b'nei Yisrael b'har Sinai. L'hakish kol amitzvot el ha-shmita anizkeret shekulav ha-yukein so that's the Ramban. The Ramban says, look, we're not talking about our vote Moava. We're not talking about whatever happened before Moshe Rabbeinu died. We're talking about a statement. That's what the Medrash says. What happened? Klalotel, Pratel were taught at Sinai. Just like Shemitah, so too all the mitzvot. How do you know all the mitzvot? Because of the last puzzle in the parasha of Bechukotai. Okay? Lakish kola mitzvot ela shmita haniskeret shekulan ayu kain shenemru beklal uprat vakol misinai. Vekain shanusham betarat kohanim ela mitzvot. Right? These are the mitzvot. No others. Eina navi reshe bechadesh od davar meata. You can't add. Even a navi can't add. Asher tziva shevet moshe kedai asher lich lisholcho. Moshe Rabbeinu is the worthy emissary. Et Moshe el b'nei Yisrael, z'chut Yisrael, Gama. They deserved it. Bahar Sinai, shekulam nemru b'sinai. Atkan b'tarad kohanim, this is the part of the Medrash that Rashi didn't quote. And this indicates what the Medrash meant to say, according to the Ramban. That the Medrash meant to say that the klalim, the general statements, and the pratim, the detailed statements, were all given at Sinai. Avalinyan arvot mo'av shenistavesh ab Moshe levarat Torah lekohanim kachner aliv isekaftavotayach. Nothing to do with arvot mo'av. Arvot mo'av was where the uh, Moshe Rabbeinu was. Was this is the the position of the of the of the Ramban? The Ramban says, how come there's so many mitzvot about kohanim and varim? Because they had to be encouraged. So kohanim. We're supposed to live pure lives, so if you're supposed to live a pure life, you need encouragement. So Moshe Rabbeinu encouraged them. 
<coughs> so it turns out that actually, according, even though they disagree about the Midrash, and you can look at this in your spare time, even though they disagree about how to interpret the Midrash, they both agree that the Klalim and the Pratim were at Sinai. And that's what the Medrash is trying to tell us. And my question is still a question. What difference does it make? What difference does it make if the Klalim and the Pratim are all from Sinai? Or only in some cases the Klalim are from Sinai and the Pratim were taught to B'nai Israel afterwards. So if you look at the second side of the page, there's a poor rendition of a picture by Turner. Turner's a very good artist. Yeah, well, in spite of the fact that he's English, right? He's English. You know, I'm always amazed when the English do good things. You know, it says, "Listen to this Gemara. You see this Gemara in Zevachim Daf Kuf Tadvav Amadet. You see the Gemara on the second page. The Tanya, Rabbi Yishmael Omer Klalot Nemumi Sinai Upratot Baol Moed." They like uh, the Tanoim, Rabbi, Rabbi Ishmael or Rabbi Akiva. You know about Rabbi Akiva? Rabbi Akiva was credited with bringing the tradition back, you know, after the destruction of Beitar, after the, uh, the, the, the tremendous loss in Beitar with Bar Kokhba. So Rabbi Akiva went to the south and he found Talmidim to continue the tradition of Talmud Torah. Rabbi Akiva's antagonist in, in, in how to kind of devise halacha from Sukkim was Rabbi Ishmael. These were the two greatest Tanaim of their time to whom we are indebted. So here the Gemara says there's a machloket Rabbi Ishmael and Rabbi Akiva. According to Rabbi Ishmael, klalot, klalot meaning general statement. A general statement about Shemitah. There has to be Shemitah in the world. Uh, Rabbi Akiva Omer. Or Pratot Be'ol Mo'ed. What's Pratot Be'ol Mo'ed? The details in Ol Mo'ed. Where's Ol Mo'ed? Where are these details? In the Pasha Bahar. The Pasha Bahar was certainly said in Ol Mo'ed. Rabbi Akiva Omer. Rabbi Akiva disagrees. Klalot Pratot Be'ol Sinai. Rabbi Akiva, his conception of things is that the general statement was said at Klalot upratot Everything was told to Moshe Rabbeinu at Sinai. Klalot upratot. And they were all repeated again in Olmoed. And repeated a third time in our vote Moab. Moshe Rabbeinu taught the Torah to B'nai Yisrael a third time in our vote Moab. So this is not a, 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 a like, like just something. This is, this is the antecedent of the argument between Rashi and the Ramban. Rabbi, Rabbi Ishmael says, Rabbi Ishmael says, Klarot upratot So you say Rabbi Akiva. And they say, okay, we'll let it go. We'll, we'll, we'll accept Rabbi Ishmael's opinion. So Rabbi Akiva says, no, I can't accept Rabbi Ishmael. Why can't he accept Rabbi Ishmael's opinion? It's what it, doesn't it look like Rabbi Ishmael is right? Doesn't it look like 
They got a little bit of Torah at Har Sinai. Add on Parshat Mishpatim. And that a lot of Torah is in the book of Ayikra and a lot of Torah is in the book of Devarim. Wouldn't you say that Rabbi Shmuel is right? Why couldn't Rabbi Akiva say, okay, I'm not going to fight about it. We'll, we'll, we'll let Rabbi Ishmael's opinion be victorious. But no, Rabbi Akiva says, wrong. The whole everything was given to Sinai. Then everything was given over again in all the way. Then everything was given over again in in Argot Mo'av. What does that mean? So look at Rashi, but just to get the feeling for things. Rashi explains Rabbi Yishmael. Rabbi Yishmael said, Kalalot me'amru Sinai. That That's what the end of the parsha of Yisro, Yitro. The end of the parsha of Yitro. There's, there's a, a mitzvah to build a mizbeach. The zavach to Allah. But it doesn't say there in the end of parsha Yitro what the regulations of korbanot are. It doesn't say that. After the Mishkan was built, at the end of the book of Shemot, along comes the book of Ayikra. And what does the book of Ayikra contain? All the halachot pertaining to Korbanot. So, in other words, the Mizbeach is the end of the parish of Yitro. But people didn't know what to do with the Mizbeach until the book of Vayikra. So Rabbi Ishmael says, according to Rashi, that's how it was. Har Sinai they learned Klalim, and afterwards they learned the, the details. So this is a separate problem. There was a korban. There were korbanot given at Har Sinai. So who says they didn't know how to give korbanot? They gave korbanot Har Sinai. Remember the narim, they went up and they ate at Har Sinai. So Rashi says, no, it wasn't a regular korban. It didn't, have, it didn't go, it was not a korban that was given with the regular rules. The korban with the regular rules was not, was not known to B'nai Yisrael until after they learned by Yikra. Oh, in order to explain all of this, I think you have to, we have to learn this Gemara. But we'll learn all of it, we'll skip a little bit. How's that? The fifth line. The Gemara in Menachot, Dav Kuf Yud Amr Aleph. No, maybe we should learn. Yeah, no, let's learn the first page. Let's learn that Gemara first. Kedushin Dav Mem Amud Bet. You know, the, the, Gemara, the Gemara had this question. 
about whether Talmud Torah is more important or doing mitzvot other than Talmud Torah is more important. Um, like if you have two options, you could sit and learn or you could get up and do something like give tzedakah. So what should you do? Especially if the tzedakah, well, is a, a part of the discussion if the mitzvah is a mitzvah or veret. I, you know, and as I do it now, I can do it, but if I don't, I'm going to lose out. But interestingly enough, they had the same question about tefillah. Somebody sitting and learning Torah, it's not perfectly clear that you should stop and, and daven. Even though, for us, we do do that, because we, you know, the argument is that people today are not that serious about learning Torah, so they might as well get in a little mincha or something. Anyway, the Gemara says this, Tanya, Godel Talmud. Talmud is greater than doing mitzvot, meaning Talmud Torah. Talmud Torah is greater than the mitzvot of the Torah. Shekadam lechala arba'im shala. Because Torah came into the world 40 years before we could do the mitzvah of chala. Like the mitzvah of challah is a mitzvah that you do in Eretz Yisrael. So that Torah was given, the mitzvah of challah was given, but it wasn't, it would be another 40 years till somebody would be able to do that mitzvah. Trumotu Masrot. I mean, they learned about Trumotu Masrot, but they couldn't do it till they came to Eretz Yisrael, conquered the land, grew things in the land and then took Trumot in Masrot. So that was another 14 years. 40 and 14 is Chamishim Varba. Shmitim, Shishim Varchat. Now you just add, you know, to do Shmita, you need another seven years. Liovlot, you need another 50 years. Me'avishalosh. Then there's a little bit of Machloket. How many years it was exactly till the first Ukeshem uh, skip a line? Right, I'm in the fifth line after the period. Ukeshem shahalimud kodem lemaaseh. Just like we say that learning Torah precedes maaseh. Kach dino kodem lemaaseh. Kiderav hamnuna domarav abnuna. Ain't chilat dino shel adam elal divrei Torah. And so Rav Hamnuna says this very nice drasha that the Rambam also quotes that Tchilati no shel adam, when you get to, uh, to Gan Eden, the Malach Gavriel comes and says, what are you up to in the Daf Yomi? So you have to have a good answer because that's what he's interested in. And he says, Ain Tchilati no shel adam el adivrei Torah so that there is a Gemara in Kedushin, and the Gemara seems to imply that Talmud Torah takes precedence over Kiyuma Mitzvot. Now you could explain this Gemara as referring to a practical matter. Like if you have to do a mitzvah, you want to do it right. 
If you do to do it right, you have to learn the, the dinim of the mitzvah. Right? What are the arguments? They're ready in the smak in the smak. Sefer mitzvot katan. One of the arguments in favor of women learning Torah is that uh, they have to keep the Torah. That was like a thousand years ago this argument was made. They have to keep the Torah. They want to keep the Torah. They want to keep the Torah. They, uh, they have to learn. Because if you don't learn, you don't know anything. If you don't know anything, you obviously are not going to be able to do the mitzvot as well as, had you, as if you had learned. Then you would be able to do the mitzvot. You would be able to do the mitzvot properly. Um, you know, this has always been a point of tension. This will be a point of tension because the situation, like Litvaks, the, the classic idea of a Litvak is someone who learns Torah, right? So if you, he says that in order to do a mitzvah, you have to learn it, so that's an automatic put-down to anyone who doesn't learn Torah, which is what enabled, or partly what enabled Hasidut to win. Because Hasidut said, Hasidut said, you're in. It doesn't matter if you know anything. Now this was a, this was a tremendous idea that, you know, I, I've mentioned always, you know, that, uh, that story about the Badishiba didn't let anybody, they didn't let them say Kol Nidre until the shepherd boy whistled. Right, you know that story? So it's very unlikely that that shepherd boy was in secret a great Talmud Chochem. He was a shepherd boy who knew how to whistle. Now, in a story that's told by a chosid, Rav Levi Yitzchuk Badichev, that could shake up the whole world. That whistle that the, that the shepherd boy was able to, to produce. But if you tried to tell that story in a yeshiva, Arab Yom Kippur, you would be gone. You know, that would be the, your, last, your last attempt at saying something in a yeshiva. It just doesn't work. In the yeshiva, it doesn't work because the, the heroes are the people who know the material. Whereas for Hasidim, it's good enough that the Rebbe knows the material and he is an enabler. He enables everybody who doesn't know the material to do mitzvot successfully. So in any event, there's like a larger issue, but you know the Gemara. You've seen the Gemara. Now we've seen it. Now look at the second page. One more Gemara and we'll understand everything, so to speak. You see where it says, I want the fifth line. The fifth line says, Eitavei. Eitavei. Like a, 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 a Akasha. Rav Simi Barchiya the Rav. They're both Emoroyim, right? Remember Rav? He's the first generation in Bavel. And they, he asked the question. There's a Pasuk in Malachi. 11. Well, I brought the, I brought my Tanakh here. You know that Malachi was the last of the Nevi'im. Malachi was the last of the Nevi'im. And because he's the last, no one ever really learns Malachi. I mean, you know, there's people who learn everything, but the people who don't learn everything somehow don't ever get to Malachi. So there's this strange pasuk. Kimi Mizrach Shemesh Va'ad Mevo'o. 
Mizrach Shemesh means that the sun rises. It's Zareach, it shines. Ad Mivo'o means until it goes down. Gadol Shemi Bagoyim. My name is great amongst the nations. Uvechol Makom, in every place, Muktar, Mugash, Lishmi, Uminchatorah, Muk. Muktar is a sacrifice that's burnt, a burnt sacrifice. Mugash Lishmi is brought in my name. This is Hashem is speaking. Bekol Makom, what does Bekol Makom mean? Every place. It's hard to understand what this means. Umincha Tehorah. Mincha is a meal offering. Like you take it and you fry it in a kind of frying pan and you get uh, a meal cake. So, so there's a, ktore, a, 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 a muktar, a sacrifice, a mincha, kigadol shmi pagoyim, because my name is great amongst the nations, amar Hashem tzivakot. So what does this mean? Let's read the pasuk again. What does that mean? The entire world. Every place in the world, from the, from the rise, rising sun to the setting sun. My name is great amongst the nations. means the name of God is great amongst the nations. And in every place, I guess, in the world, there are sacrifices being sacrificed in my name. And mincha, and the meal offering, also in my name. Repeated, the same phrase is repeated, right? Now what could that possibly be talking about? Here's the Navi. The Navi lived at the time of the second temple, the Navi uh, Malachi, lived at the time of the second temple, and he says in the name of God that uh, my name is known to the entire world. Sacrifices are being given in my name, and, and meal offerings are being brought in my name. What is he talking about? What is he talking about? So now, that's the Kashim. He was an upshot. So he said, what is this? What was this Bosak talking about? He says to Rav, who is the God of Ador, see me, at the Koraleya Hal Aloha da Aloha, the Kobakom Muktar Mugash Lishmi. He says, Simi at you the Aloha. They called him God, the God of Gods. The Pasuk. He mean to say that it was in every place in the world. Omar Rabbi Shmuel Nachmani, Omar Rabbi Yonatan, Elu. You ready? <laughs> So what do I mean that the Korbanot that he gave in every place in the world? 
because every place in the world there are Jews who are sitting and learning Torah. And when they learn Torah, they also learn about they also learn about the Korbanot. So the Korbanot are actually being given every place in the world. And he says, he says, Omar, I give them this credit. I, I say it says though God says to B'day Yisrael, What does that refer to? The words Torah, the Pasuk, there's a higher level, not just learning Torah, but learning Torah b'tara. No, say isha, b'chakach lo Torah. Right, it's good to get married and then to learn, and then to learn Torah because that produces tahara. Shir ha-ma'alot, hinei b'chur et Hashem kol avdei Hashem, undibayt Hashem ba-leilot, b'ay ba-leilot, omav yochanan elu talmidei chachomim, ho-skim b'torah ba-layla. It's as though they were serving God in the Beit HaMikdash, the people who are willing to learn Torah at night. I'm sorry. Michael Sar Hagadol Omedu Makriba Lav Korban. Rabbi Yochanan Amar, Elu Talmidei Chachamim Oskim Bilchot Avodah. They study the laws of the Beit HaMikdash, Malania Akatuba Kiru, Nivdem Bikdash Biyebehem. It's as though the Beit HaMikdash was built in their day. Omar Eshlovish, my Bichtiv, is a posse zota Torah, lo lavela michal lachatatu la shango, sekba Torah. Kiri Kriva, lav michal chatatu asham. Omar Rava, hai le ola le mincha. The posse should have said, ola mincha bi bayale. Alamar Rava, go a sekba Torah, the sekh lo ola, velo chatat, velo mincha, velo asham. If you learn Torah, you don't need all that other stuff. So this Gemara is the reason that Shachrit, Psuke de Zimra, every day is prefaced by Mishnayot that in the Torah that we learn in the morning, like you make a bracha, make a bracha in the midst of Talmud Torah, women also make the bracha in the midst of Talmud Torah, and then you have to learn Torah. So the Torah that you learn is related to the Ola, the Chatos, the Mincha. That's because of this Gemara. And this Gemara says, this Gemara says that there's a that if you learn the Torah of Ola and Mincha and Chatos, that you're credited in heaven with actually doing those, uh, those things. I want to remind you, even though it's not on the sheet, there's a Gemara in Ta'anit, the Gemara there represents a discussion between Avram Avinu and, uh, and the Kodesh Bochu. The Kodesh Bochu told Avram Avinu 
two things. One, that he would have many, many progeny. Like, you know, millions. Hasn't happened yet, but it might. And the second thing that HaKadosh Bola told Avravina was he would inherit the land. So about the first thing, Avravina didn't say anything. He figured that God's in control. And if we're supposed to be millions, we'll be millions. But the second thing, that you will inherit the land, Moshe, Avravina said, Bama Eida Ki Irashena. Give me a sign. Tell me something. So the Gemara says, the Gemara says that HaKadosh Baruch answered Avram Avinu and said, you'll give korbanot. Your children will have a Beit HaMikdash, they'll give korbanot, and, and therefore the place will be a place, a place of God, fitting for God. So Avram Avinu said, but what if they are sent into exile because of the transgression that they do. HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, Nishkeferlach. They'll, they'll learn the parishes of Chatos and Ola and Oshom of Korbanot and that will be good enough. That will be good enough. So that there is this idea Maybe it's based on the fact, I mean, I always thought, you know, the Torah says there's a Beit HaMikdash. And the Torah says you have to bring Korbanot. So, okay, so we're being punished. But how, how can the punishment take us so far away from what the Torah describes as being the reasonable way to live? So along comes the Gemara. That's the Gemara in Ta'anit, I just told you. And here's a Gemara in Menachot. And the Gemara says, when you learn Torah... When you learn Torah, it's like you're doing it. It's like you're doing it. I mean, whoever said such a thing? What do you mean you learn Torah, you're doing it? You learn Torah, you're learning Torah. You do it, you do it. I mean, what, you, can you shake a lulav by learning the Gemara about shaking a lulav? I mean, who would ever suggest such a thing? So, I remind you of the two Gemarot that we learned. One, one is the Machloket Rabbi Yishmael and Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Yishmael says, Klalot b'sinai upratot ba'oel moed. That's Rabbi Yishmael. Rabbi Akiva said, it was all in Har Sinai. It was all in Har Sinai. I remind you the other Gemara, the Gemara in Kedushin, where the Gemara Kedushin takes time to point out to us that we learned the Torah long before we were able to do the mitzvot. Right? Because the mitzvot of Chala, the mitzvah of Shemites, the mitzvah of Shemitah, that's what the Gemara says in, uh, in Kedushin. But it seems to me that we could say that this Machloket Rabbi Akiva Rabbi Yishmoah, this Gemara in Kedushin about Chala, Trumot and Masrot, and Shemitah, that Gemara, they both are wrestling with this point. And the point is, was there a time when the mitzvot were actually done, when the mitzvot were actually done by learning Torah? 
because you couldn't do them any other way. So if you'd ask the question in the opposite way, say, why did HaKadosh Baruch Hu give the Pratim? In our Moed, HaKadosh Baruch Hu should have given all these Pratim where? In, in our vote Moav. Because what's our vote Moav? That's on the eve of the entree of B'nai Yisrael to Eretz Yisrael. So it's like you were, HaKadosh Baruch Hu would say, oh, now you have to know. So I'll tell you now, Shemitah, for example. Where is Shemitah? You have to remember. Where is Shemitah first posed to Israel? High Sinai. Where is Shemitah the, the Pratim explained? Again, in Olmo Eid. There is no mention of Shemitah in our vote Moab. I'm not telling the entire truth. There is a mention of Shemitah Safim, but there is no mention of Shemitah Karkaot. So again, even though there is no possibility that B'nai Yisrael would be able to do the mitzvah of Shemitah until the Kibush Oretz and the Chalukah of the, of the land and then growing, then starting to count the seven years, which meant 21 years, even though they couldn't do the mitzvah of Shemitah for 21 years, when was it taught to them? When was it taught to them first at Har Sinai in the parasha Mishpatim and then the Moed in the parasha of of Bahar, in order to teach B'nai Yisrael that there is such a, that there is kiyum ha-mitzvah even though you don't do the mitzvah. That the kiyum ha-mitzvah comes through the agency of Talmud Torah. And so when the Jews went into exile, the Chachamim said, okay, they're in exile. But they can still learn the parsha. They can still learn the parsha of Shemitah. And somebody who learns the parish of Shemitah, which was given to B'nai Israel at Har Sinai, and then repeated again in Oral Moed, and not repeated again by Avot Moab, is not to say, is not to say the Kiyum HaMitzvah, so to speak, in a situation where you can't do the mitzvah, is made up for by, by learning about the mitzvah. So that if there's, in, the, in this problem of curriculum, you know, there's a curricular problem. Kids don't always want to learn Torah. So you have to make it interesting to them. So what's interesting? Mitzvahs that you don't do or mitzvahs you do do? I think mitzvahs you do do are more interesting. Imagine going to a kid and saying, listen, let's learn Zvochim. Let's learn Menachos because we're going to get credit. That doesn't go. You can't do that today, right? There's nobody, I mean, some people, but not many. Well, me because you don't know. It's like, it's being shell-shot. You're, you're like, uh, it doesn't matter. Dafyomi doesn't matter. It's just a question of whether you want to buy an art scroll or borrow it someplace. That's the only, that's the only question. No, because the Chavaz Chaim is a coin. He had, a, he had a kolel for Kahanim. Rav Cook was in that kolel for about a year, or half a year, I don't know exactly. Rav Cook was in the Chofetz Chaim's kolel. Which is why, which is why probably, now this is a surmise, when they came from Yerushalayim and, and wanted to get the Chofetz Chaim to come out against Rav Cook, he wouldn't do it because he knew Rav Cook. You know, he knew that he, that he, he was impeccably from you know. No, the Chavetz Chaim did it because he was a Kohen. He was always preparing for Biyasa Mashiach. 
But for a time, Rav Kook learned in that kolil in Raden, which only had kohanim in it. And so the Chavetz Chaim knew Rav Kook, that's what I mean to say. That he, he knew. So this idea, this idea that the, when you learn the Torah of a mitzvah that you can't do, in heaven you get credit for doing the mitzvah, this idea, I think, is connected to the Machlokas Rabbi Yishmael and Rabbi Akiva and to the Gemara in Kedushin that says, look, the Torah was given long before there could be Kiyum HaTorah. All these mitzvot, all these mitzvot could not be, could not be done by B'nai Yisrael in the desert. Not be done by B'nai Yisrael in the desert. So that this statement, Vayedaber Hashem El Moshe Bahar Sinai Lemor, right, is is a very important comment. Right? I'm not sure we could figure it out in Rashi, but it's a very important comment. And the important comment, the important comment is that there is a Torah that's given to B'nai Yisrael Bahar Sinai, even though there's no chance that they would be able to keep that Torah for many, many years. And in theory, in theory, you would, if there was a connection between the Torah that you receive and the Torah that you do, it was a necessary connection, as they say in logic, then the Torah should have been given by Arvus Moab. Should have been given right before B'nai Yisrael went into Eretz Yisrael. But the idea that they had this Torah, or parts of it, for 38 years before, uh, before going into Eretz Yisrael, indicates this idea, which is found in the Gemara, uh, Gemara puts it, connects it to a Pesach in Malachi, which is, which actually when you see the Pshat in the Gemara, uh, the Pesach actually makes sense. I mean, I, I understand it. The Pesach is really saying that there are Korbanot being given every place in the world, right? Every place in the world is what Malachi said. Because Malachi lived at the time that people came back to Eretz Yisrael, but not all the people. Who came? Not all the people came back to Eretz Yisrael. Okay, have a good Shabbos. Do we have a minion? Okay.